welcome to the Value Project podcast. I am Becky. I'm Mary. And today we're starting a new podcast series. And the series we're starting today is God Can't Use Me, I'm Too... Dot, dot, dot. Um, so today we're looking at I'm Too Young. Mm-hmm. So Mary, would you call yourself young? Uh, mentally, no. Mentally, I'd say I'm about 80, 82. Um, physically, probably not either, <laughs> but, but in spirit, I like to think so. Mm, I'd call you young. See, I would, it depends where I'm, who I'm with. Like, I often feel really old because I work with teenagers, mm-hmm. and I'm a, I'm a millennial, and they like to remind me that that makes me ancient. Yeah. Um, so they often, I often feel old, but then when I'm then, like, at other things at work, like in church meetings, I tend to be the younger. <laughs> and then I get referred to as a teenager and I'm like, well, I'm really not. I haven't been for 10 years, but I'll take it. So, so really like, yeah, I, I feel old a lot of the time, but half really, the time I'm also young. It really depends kind of company yeah. that you're in. But I'm, I am a proper millennial, like, you know, Harry Potter, side partings, jeans, skinny yeah. jeans. I'm definitely more that than Gen Z though. I don't know, I think you're slightly more in the middle. Like you, you speak more their language than I do. Mm, what mumble? <laughs> I speak the language of the mumble. Yeah, um, yeah, I suppose. But anyway, we're going to be talking about um, young people in the Bible. We're going to be looking at three different people in the Bible who um, God used when they were young, and we're going to think about how God used them and what this could mean um, for us today. Yeah. Um, so, whether you're reading this, uh, reading, not reading this, whether you're listening to this and you're young and you're a teenager, or whether you're just young at heart. Um, Hopefully there'll be something that you guys can all get out of there. Quite often, actually, in the Bible, when they talk about young people, it's like anyone under 30. So that I'm just about included in that by year. Yay, used to be a young person. Woo, <laughs> we love that. <laughs> so we're going to kick it off by uh, talking about a guy called Jeremiah. Yeah. Um, and we're going to think about how God used Jeremiah in the Bible um, and what that looked like. So, Bex, who is Jeremiah? Okay, I'll, uh, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I read this, it's the whole book of Jeremiah quite recently, in one day. Okay. It was quite a feat. It's the longest, kind of the longest book in the Bible. It's got the most verses in. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, so Jeremiah's a prophet, so he gets, he gets messages from God. God kind of told him stuff. But he's often known as like the doom and gloom prophet because his whole book is about him warning the people who lived in uh, Judea that basically they're going to be taken over by the Babylonians. Mm-hmm. So, um, and they're all like, yeah, whatever. And then at the end of the book, they do. Uh, so, and like the whole book is very doom and gloom. So that last Jeremiah for you was, he was a prophet. Yeah. So his role as a prophet was very much listening to God. God kind yeah. of... Listening to God and then speak, telling people what God had said. Mm-hmm. And people didn't like what he had to say. At the beginning, they were like, yeah, whatever. And then people like, were out to get him because they were like, shut up. So, so as, yeah. as a person in the Bible, is someone that, that like I said, listens to God a lot. That's, that's like a really big part of his role. Um, and typically, I, you might think that people who um, God talks to are a bit older and a bit wiser because you have to have that kind of maturity to be able to maybe understand what God is saying or stuff like that. But um, something that I find really encouraging when reading Jeremiah is at the, the very start, in the first chapter, um, so I'm reading from the NIV from... Uh, chapter 1 verses 4 to 8 um, so this is at the very very start of the book when before kind of Jeremiah's God has said all this stuff to him it's just this is kind of um, God calling Jeremiah into mm-hmm. his role and it says the word of the Lord came to me saying before I formed you in the womb I knew you before you were born I set you apart 
I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I'm too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. What do you think about that, Becky? Uh, but do you know, the very first thing that comes out to me, uh, and uh, I probably mentioned way too early, I was going to mention this when we talk about Timothy, but, um, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> but um, actually what comes out to me is that, 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 fit, that nervousness, like that being fearful, like being timid about stuff. Mm. And that's what really jumps out to me. And I think you see that quite a bit with like, you see that with Timothy as well. Um, there's a verse that Timothy says about being mm-hmm. um, fearful, or like being timid. Mm. So I think actually like, actually, you know, I think that's being part of being young, isn't it? It actually is, for some people, it's, it's quite daunting to mm. step up, speak up. That kind of apprehension. Yeah. And, and I th- like I agree with it, it says, you know, do not be afraid of them, for I am with you. It's that kind of, um, I guess, if you're maybe a young person speaking to a lot of adults in a room or whatever, mm. you, you kind of feel, yeah, that, that intimidation almost, that they're so much older than me. Like, surely they know all this stuff already. What have I got to say that could possibly... Yeah, kind of... I think that's very true. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily always even just in age, but also in experience or maturity or... Or maybe if some if you feel like someone's you know they're spiritual like that maybe they became a Christian a long long time ago and you're quite a new Christian, mm. um, it can make you feel like oh, I, can't, I can't speak up I mm. can't say that I can't do that because they're more experienced than me or they're older than me and yeah. stuff. So I think mean, that that definitely jumps out at me that kind of being like oh I can't do that. Yeah, definitely. And I think something that um, is really encouraging as well is like. It's, it's, it's the saying that you know, there is no junior Holy Spirit, you know, mm. that God will, um, can talk to you no matter what your age is, like, it, there is no, there's no, like, when you reach this age, that's when you can hear God, or that's when God mm. will talk to you, like, it really doesn't matter, and, you know, that's evident through Jeremiah, someone that God talked through a lot, um, and, you know, it suggests that he was quite young, um, and I remember that one, um, one thing I absolutely love doing is, um, in, in church, like working with kids and doing kids groups and stuff, um, because kids are just the best, and you just mm-hmm. I learned so much more from them than they say as it is. Absolutely, and um, I remember a few years ago I was um, helping to lead a, a kids group at a summer camp, and um, I remember this one kid, and I, like he, I always always remember him. He was he was kind of like wild. He was just is is I think he was about seven just wild and it was great he had a great time but he'd spend most of the session just like running laps around the room mm-hmm. like top speed um and like i kind of got to the point where i was like you know if he's taking stuff in then that's great but you know um, i definitely can't get this kid to just sit down and listen mm-hmm. to the bible that's just not his jam right now um but he was he was just this great kid and then i remember um towards the end of the week um he'd uh, was in a like a meeting and he just started like crying loads and I thought like okay, he was getting quite overwhelmed or something, so it's kind of like, you know, you're okay, do you want to go outside or whatever? And I just turned and he just went, oh no, it's okay, it's just the Holy Spirit talking to me. Like, oh, as a matter no. of fact, like that. And I was like, completely like, okay, like, completely knocked back, because I was not expecting that answer. But it's so true, like, the Holy Spirit can talk and God can talk to all of us. Mm. It doesn't matter if you are seven, have the attention span of, like, a very short attention span and you prefer running wraps around a room, God can still talk to you like that. Yeah. Or if you're 50 and you like to sit with your Bible and read for eight hours straight, 
God can talk to you through that. It really doesn't matter about your age. God can reach you wherever. Mm. So yeah, that's something that I think we I found from Jeremiah that was really interesting. Um, and and also like it's even a big message that he'd given Jeremiah. Like you know, he was warning, trying to warn the whole of Judea that actually they have changed their ways, or they were going to be taken over by the Babylon. Like, this wasn't a small, like, like oh, God loves you, bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. No, this was huge. This was, like, life-changing for everybody who lived there. Yeah. And that was tr- trusted in a young person, a younger person. Yeah. You know, and actually, I think we often think, you know, the big jobs are saved for the very kind of... The vicars. And yeah. The trained and the, people. The trained people, the holy, holy-ish people, the people, mm-hmm. you look, the people you look up to. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But I also think sometimes people can be in a position of being looked up to without even realising it. Yeah. And I, I see when youth work a lot, I see young people who are, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, and like people who are only a couple of years younger than them, or even their own age, they made, or even sometimes older than them, mm-hmm. really look up to people. Actually, it's not necessarily about your age, it's about... What's your relationship with God like? Mm-hmm. I always think of one of your best mates, Abby. She's always inspired me since she was super young. Mm-hmm. You know, she's 10 years younger than me, and I still, like, I look up to her. She, like, it's always inspired me. Yeah. You know, it's, just, it's not about age, is it? It can no. be about, actually, about, are you listening to God? Yeah. And that is a nice segue into Timothy, as you've already given a spoiler away, but we're going to chat about Timothy. Sorry. Um, Timothy is the next person we're going to talk about, and he is another... Um, He's a classic, you go to me from your age, don't He really it? is, yeah. Um, so, Bex, give us the lowdown on Timothy. Who is he? Okay, so Timothy... Uh, so Paul, who was one of the people who basically set up the early church, um, he, he kind of mentored Timothy a bit. So he, tra- he travelled... Timothy travelled around with Paul as they went around kind of telling people about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then at the point that I think we're going to read a Bible passage is he stuck around with some churches for a bit and was helping to grow them. So he's not with Paul at this point, And they think Paul had sent him this letter. Mm-hmm. Although different people have different theories who actually wrote this letter, but most would say it's Paul. Okay. So yeah, a letter that, that Paul has written to Timothy. And in it he says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. So I, what I find really interesting in that is, like, very clearly Paul is like, it isn't your age that matters here. Like, don't let people look down on you because actually your age does not matter. Mm-hmm. But what matters is other stuff. What matters is your conduct and, and how you behave and what in, in what you're doing. Um, what matters is kind of how you love people. Mm-hmm. What matters is that your faith and what matters is, is in, in purity. Um, so, you know, kind of whether you're doing right stuff and good stuff. Um, that is the stuff that's more important than your age here. Mm-hmm. But that's quite, like, difficult, I think, sometimes. Like you say, when you're in those situations and you feel nervous, it's hard to kind of... Sometimes, you have to really, like, lean into that and, like, fall back on that. Don't fall back on the fact that, you know, I've only been a Christian for a few months or whatever. That doesn't matter because what matters is that other stuff that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's really encouraging to all of us, um, no matter how old we are. <laughs> actually, it's not... Your age is something you can't change. Um, no. You're going to be your age, whatever. Um, and there's really great things about being young, there's really great things about being old. Um, mm. But what you can, what you do have control over is how you act and um, what you do. And what you do. Mm. Um, and I think especially when you're young, like, 
I, I don't know for you, mate, but I know for me, the hardest time to be a Christian was at school. Yeah. And, like, the older, every year I've got older, the easier it is. Now, maybe that's partly because I work for church, so mm-hmm. people who know me expect me to speak about Jesus. But, and you know, but actually at school it was the opposite. Like, it was, like, really difficult because it was embarrassing or, you know, and then actually you want to fit in. when you're, The younger you are, I think, the more that it's important to fit in. It's important for other people's views on you, uh, how people look at you and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And actually, I think it's really, like, this passage was really kind of saying, think about how you're acting and how you're behaving. And it can be really easy to be, like, caught up in the world around us, whatever age you are, but I think especially when you're younger. Yeah. And it's actually, like... Actually, the thing that stands you apart is the thing that makes you, is when you, if the thing that sets you apart is, a, is, is acting different, is actually sticking it with what you believe. Yeah. And I think actually that speaks volume, especially when you're young. Yeah. Definitely. That speaks massive volume when you're like, and people say, I remember I once had um, just finished school, college, so I was about 19 and I had a job. And I remember, I remember and it was my first like, proper, one of my first proper jobs. I had many jobs when I was 19, but one of them. And I remember there was, there was three of us who were like 19, 18, 19, 20. And then we had this one lady who was 50. And this lady who was 50 once said to me, there's something really different about you compared to the others. She kept, and she kept like, trying to work it out for ages. And I was like, I don't know. And then she said to me again a few, a few days later. And I was like, oh, it's because I'm a Christian. I was like, it is because I'm a Christian. And I just knew it in my gut as well. It was like, actually, I know the way I act and the way I kind of am in that environment was very much being me being governed by my faith. It was me being like, I don't want to join in with the gossiping and the being, you know, all that kind of stuff that was happening. I was like, I don't want to join in with that because I knew that was just not what I believed was right. And this woman kept being like, you know, something different about you and you're young and she like can work out and I was like it's my faith and I just think actually when you're younger especially people see your faith in you if you act it out and that's kind of what this verse is saying it's like don't worry about your age but actually think about what you're how you're behaving what you're doing yeah and sometimes that means that like there will be stuff that you have to like say no to and turn away to that perhaps your friends or whatever are doing and um there's a little bit later in, in the second letter that um Timothy gets written it says, uh, flee, so this is 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So, like, the, you know, what it's referring to as the evil desires of, of youth is things, like, related to things like sex and stuff like that. Mm. And stuff. But there's also other stuff as well, isn't it? It's like, actually, when you're younger, you're going out to parties, and, you know, you're always going to be offered or tempted by things like alcohol and drugs yeah. and it's like actually where do you it's like, think where do you stand with all that and mm. how are you going to behave in a way that you think actually this matches with what i believe mm. so it's like set out set out what you think and stick to it and that is yeah. hard yeah That's and there'll be times that you mess up and you think probably shouldn't have done that uh-huh. but luckily yeah. god is a forgiving god and it's not the end of the world like we say sorry and we we learn and actually what that reminds me of is, is another point that we can learn from Timothy is that actually for God to use us, we don't have to know it all. 100%. Like Paul was there to mentor Timothy. Like you can, God can use you as a young person and use other perhaps like older, more experienced people around you to help mentor you. And like that is really valid and that is really great. Mm. And like, so I just think 
Like, like, so in, in Timothy, um, 1 Timothy chapter 3, uh, verse 14 and 15, it says, Although I hope to come to you soon, I'm writing to you with these instructions, so that if I'm delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is in the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. Now, Paul wrote this letter to help him out, to be mm. like, look, here's some stuff, here's mm. some tips, here's some... And it's, I think it's really important to, like, seek mentors around us. Mm. Um... But it's, yeah, it's important to know that you haven't got to get it sorted before no. you do it. It's a little bit like, you know, at school, you learn a syllabus and then you take the exam. Whereas you, this can tell, like, you can tell you used to train to be a teacher. What, because it's all like school stuff? Yeah, syllabus. Yeah, but you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you learn the material to take the exam, whereas like in life with God, it's not like that. Oh, yeah. You don't, once, it's not like once you reach a certain point, then God will use you. Actually, God can use you right from the start. It's like... You know, I just think it's it's better to grow up with God than to grow up for God. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm going to use another school example because that's going to annoy you. <laughs> but when I was in my t- teacher training, I remember um, like one example that always seemed to happen was um, in maths when you're teaching like column addition and you have to like, you know, line up the, the different numbers in the right spaces to add things up. And you'd always get one kid who would see it and be like, oh yeah, I can do that. And then go away and do it. And they would kind of get all the, like, numbers in the wrong line so they get, like, the wrong answer. And you'd see what they were doing and you'd try and help them. Be like, no, no, I've got it, I've got it. And then, like, eventually they'd get to the end of their questions. They'd come back with, like, 20 questions done. And you'd have to be like, look, because you got it wrong, the, the method wrong at the start. These are all wrong. We need to go through them again. It's like, I think that's kind of what we're trying to do with God sometimes. It's like, I've got this God. I'll come back to you when mm. I've done it. Or I'll come back to you when I'm ready. Whereas, actually, if we get ready with God, then... It's it can be so much better, and yeah. chances are it's going to be so much bigger. Mm. Yeah, definitely. God can use you wherever you are at, and you don't actually have to worry if you don't feel equipped for that. Mm. And I'm sure we're doing a talk at some point, being God can't use me, I'm not equipped or something. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and um, we're going to just touch on one more, um, one more person in the Bible, um, and this person can be found in John chapter um, six. So basically up to this point, um, Jesus is is travelling around and he's performing lots of miracles and they get to a point where um, this this big, Jesus has been talking and there's this big crowd that has kind of gathered around him and they're all really hungry basically. And it says, when Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards them, he said to Philip, where should we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of the disciples, Andrew, spoke up, here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among these people? Jesus said, make the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in the place and they all sat down. There was about 5,000 men. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks and distributed it to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that they are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets um, with pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had been eaten. So this is a kind of often well-known story about Jesus feeding people with a small amount of bread. But what I, when I read this, found really exciting was that bread and that fish came from a small boy. And that's not a lot of bread and fish. Mm-hmm. Like what Jesus does here is the miracle. 
but what that boy did to start with was give over his his bread mm. and I think sometimes when we're young it might feel like um, I can't God can't use me because I haven't got enough to give maybe it's because you know I, I, you know you don't have a job so you don't feel like you've got enough money so you can't give it or I don't have enough time because I'm at school all the time mm. you know there's lots of reasons why you might not feel like you have enough to give but actually like it doesn't matter how much you have as long as you're willing to give it in the first place if you as long as you're willing to say god i give to you everything that i've got god can multiply and do stuff like beyond our like wildest imaginations with that like he says to philip you know i think it's philip he says you know where are we going to get it from but he already knew what he was going to do mm. he's not saying to philip oh i'm really stuck what do we do <laughs> he's kind of just probing him because god has got these plans that are so much bigger and sometimes all it takes is to surrender what little we have and say you know god you can use this mm. And I think as well, um, that like that, that kid would have would have had no idea in giving that bread what was going to come. And that's a bit like us. Is actually sometimes you might be like, well, there's um, there's not much I can offer to this situation or whatever. But you, we do not know ever know the consequences of that. Mm. You don't ever know. Like you know that little kid didn't just impact, you know, the few around him. There was, well, we hit 5,000 men. That doesn't include the women and children that weren't counted. Mm -hmm. So to say maybe 10,000 people were there. And he's fed all these people from that. Yeah, Jesus done the miracle. And so actually, like you said, it's that little boy who'd offered up his bread to begin with. So I think, you know, when we apply all that to our lives, it's like, you know, we might, you might not have money or lots of time or lots of skills even. Mm -hmm. But actually, if you have a heart that's willing to follow God, God can use that in all sorts of ways, yeah. and and it will impact people around you, yeah. regardless of their age or you know of all that stuff. Yeah. And that's about it. It makes me think as well, a little bit about how, um, like the church is often described as like a body, and you need all parts to work and stuff. And actually, like, it needs young people and old people in the church. You know, young people come to life with much more enthusiasm. They, you know, young people are much more often spontaneous and excited and have a good idea, let's make it work and all that kind of stuff. Older people tend to be a bit more reserved, a bit more like, you know, logical, a bit more, you know, yeah, like maybe pessimistic about stuff at times and skeptical. But actually, there's also often a lot of wisdom in older people. There's actually often a lot of experience lived by older people. And you need both that. Mm -hmm. You need the young people's enthusiasm and you need the older people's wisdom. And when you, have, don't, when you only have one and not the other, that's where churches don't grow. Mm -hmm. That's where churches fail. That's where you see people in younger churches burn out and in older, older churches not growing. You need that togetherness because that's how we will grow. Mm -hmm. And so actually... If you sit there and say, I'm too young to do something for God, or I'm too young, there's nothing I can do, or I'm not in a situation where, you know, for whatever, that isn't, that isn't a godly thought, because actually Jesus needs us, we all play a part, mm -hmm. at all ages, at all experiences, at all maturity levels, and at all spiritual, like, you know, our spiritual journeys that we're on. We all have a role to play, and God will always use us. And I think the most important thing is to remember that just because someone's maybe younger than you or less experienced than you mm. doesn't mean that they don't have something to offer. You know, we're speaking to people who we are assuming are slightly younger listening to this, mm -hmm. but there's going to be someone younger than you who can, has got something to offer. And I get this all the time when I do my youth work. 
it's when you get people who go off to do their uh, doing A levels, or maybe they're doing their degrees, mm-hmm. or maybe they're doing their GCSEs, whichever they're doing. They go, oh, they look down, they look back on their, let's say it's an A-level, and they look back on their GCSEs. They go, oh, that was so much easier than, than A-levels. And then I, hear, I hear them all the time saying to like, the ones doing GCSEs, like, oh, that's nothing. Wait till you get to A-levels. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, there's people who are doing degrees saying it to people on A-levels, like, oh, the stress is so much more. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but it wasn't when you were there. When you were doing your GCSEs, that was difficult. When you were doing, you know, whatever you, life stage you've just completed, that was, you were in a, that was difficult. Mm-hmm. So I just, I'd say, just, we should always remember that when someone's in a different life stage to us, or younger than us, that doesn't mean they don't have anything to offer. And also, let's not belittle each other yeah. because we're each in different times at that time. Definitely. So, like, you know, actually, if you're young, be bold to speak because God has given you stuff to say. And if you've got younger people, encourage them. Be like Paul, encourage them. Let them see their potential. Mm. Because actually, God's got put stuff on all of us. And all of us have all of us have a part of God that we should be showing. Mm. Yeah, be excited. If you're a young person, be excited with, by, your, by being young. Yeah. You know, rather than saying, you know, God can't use me, I'm too young. Saying, right, God, I'm young, how are you going to use yeah. me? Yeah, and if you're older, be like, God, like, how are you going to use me still? Yeah. It's like, and if you're like, God, who can I invest in? Mm. Who can I see that you're going to be growing? You want them to grow, and how can I be like Paul and encourage younger people to come up? Yeah, awesome. We are going to uh, draw this podcast to a close, but yeah. we hope um, that you've enjoyed it. We hope whatever you're doing today, um, that you have a good day. And um, Beck, do you want to finish us off with a prayer? Yes. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you will use us regardless of our age. And Lord, I thank you that actually our age is often something that you will use for your good. Lord, I pray that you will open doors for us, but also give us the courage to walk through them. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and we hope you have a beautiful day. Yeah.